Hello and welcome back to the Barron Alumni Podcast Series, a series dedicated to showcasing the journeys and experiences of Barron alumni and former educators. I'm your host, Mackie McCunda. This episode has been brought to you by St. Croix Casinos, Vegas action with Wisconsin attitude. Located in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, give them a call at 715-986-4777, extension 3050, or visit their website at stcroix-casinos.com. Sitting with me now is Barron alumni John Oman. So welcome, John, and thanks for coming to meet with me today. Well, thank you, Mackie. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate being involved. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, so, John, let's start with what you did to get where you are now. Uh, what year did you graduate from Barron High School? 1997. 1997. Yep. Okay, two years after I was born. Okay, there you um, go. In fact, I remember young, that. I yeah. remember you being... Being born at the time, yeah, yeah. that's right. How yeah. do you say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, were you involved in any uh, sports or extracurriculars there? Um, yes. So, sports were my main thing. Um, I was big into. I mean, as a kid, I did every sport there was. Um, mm-hmm. In high school, specifically, I ran cross country in the fall. Yep. I played hockey in the winter, and okay. then I cool. played baseball in the spring. Nice. So, yeah. Did you have a favorite one? Um, I yeah, I would say whichever season it was in, probably, <laughs> okay. but. But probably, all things considered, it was probably baseball. Baseball? Yeah. 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 My favorite sport as well. Okay, nice. Uh, were there any significant moments, uh, teachers, coaches, or events from your high school days that left a lasting impact on you, or perhaps sparked a passion of yours? Sure. Uh, I mean, there were, there were obviously so many, but yeah. a couple of teachers that kind of stuck out for me and really, I would say, inspired me to kind of mm-hmm. head down the path that I did was, one was our two FIAD teachers, okay. uh, Sue Bedian yep. and Dave Uskard. I loved FIAD class. I took as many as I could, as, as many as your mom would allow me to. Yeah. And I still remember, you know, of course, Bedian and Uskar were such great athletes. Mm-hmm. And so I was always wanted to beat them in anything I could. <laughs> yep. And it was really hard. So I remember one time playing racquetball with, with Bedian, and mm-hmm. it was a pretty intense match. Yeah. And I think it was during that match that she tore her ACL. Oh. And... So that may have been the only, which, yeah, of course, I felt bad about that. I think she seriously kept playing. And she probably still beat me, actually. Um, and Usgard was impossible to beat at table tennis. Yeah. If you ever wanted to be humbled, play him in table tennis. Um, then a couple other teachers, your mom, Linda McCunda. Yep. Uh, I was in the counseling office a lot yep. with, with the homeroom and things like that. Yep. And they had a huge impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Arlen Colby, yep. you know, I had for... Four years in baseball. Yeah. Um, what he did was just amazing. He he just worked tirelessly to make yeah. that baseball program go. And same thing in his classroom. Had him for math at least two years. Mm-hmm. And you know he really challenged me a lot on yep. just under, again understanding numbers and data and how all that works. Yeah. And I definitely use that in my career and still do. And so he was a, a big part of my kind of shaping who I am. Mm-hmm. I remember when I volunteered to coach at Hudson for yep. the Hudson baseball team, yep. I walked through the doors and I just, it was pretty easy to just start coaching right away mm-hmm. because of everything that he had taught me, yeah. which was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. But yeah. one that kind of jumps out at me, I remember as a sophomore mm-hmm. um, in cross country, yep. we we went to state that year. Okay. And I, don't, Sweet. I can't remember if that had ever happened. I forget. Our coach was Rod Weemery. 
you know, he's, he was a great coach. We had five really strong runners, and that was all it took to make yeah. it to state. And we just, we were five strong. I mean, we went from the two Myers brothers, mm-hmm. uh, Sal Rodriguez, okay. Clint Baltz, and myself. Nice. Um, and yeah, we had just a... Uh, we had a great time, but that that experience was really neat. And actually, in the last couple of years, I've mm-hmm. coached for Hudson. Oh, and cool! And so I've gone back to that venue. Yeah. Um, you know, twenty five years or whatever after it happened. Yeah. And they still run the same course. Mm-hmm. So watching the state meet today. Yep. And seeing that, you know, what just brought back a lot of memories. In yeah. fact, this past year, we saw the Baron bust down there, mm-hmm. and so we went and knocked. It was Heather Myers and I. We went and, because she was coaching too for Hudson, mm-hmm. we went and knocked on the window yep. of the Baron bus and we're like, hey guys. And they're like, well, who are these crazy people? <laughs> and we just, we said, well, we wanted to tell you we're from Baron. And mm-hmm. and they, ironically, they knew Heather and not me. So I felt a little snubbed, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did you have a PR? Do you remember what your PR was? You know, yeah, those numbers. I'm a numbers guy for sure. So I definitely... Remember, yeah. it was 17:02. Holy I, smokes! I couldn't fast. quite crack the 17-minute mark. It's still really but, fast. Uh, yeah, it felt pretty fast. And now it's funny if I can run 21. I'm pretty stoked <laughs> about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so going from there, uh, what did you do, or what was life like for you right after high school? What did you pursue? Actually, so in high school, I didn't really put a ton of thought into what do I want to study, where do I want to study, things yep. like that. I just, I didn't give it much thought. And I thought, well, my brother was at the U of M. I knew I kind of wanted to go into engineering, yep. which so then the engineering with schools were Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yep. Visited both, liked the U of M. Yep. Okay, I went, got in there for a little bit, started in engineering. And then I actually, cool. in the back of my mind, I always said, I want to have an out to be able to teach, to yeah. be able to teach and coach. Mm-hmm. And so I got my degree in math. And yeah, finished, graduated in 2001. Nice. In four years, amazingly, somehow I pulled that off. Awesome. But I knew I didn't want to have a, a teaching job right out of college. Yeah. You know, I wanted to have some kind of experience outside of that. Mm-hmm. So um, my brother, my oldest brother, Andy, at the time was working yeah. at Northwest Airlines. Okay. And he kind of got my foot in the door at Northwest. Nice. To have some interviews, got a job there, worked for seven years there. Nice. And that was, uh, I started a month before 9-11. Oh. In for working for an airline. Wow. So that was a pretty amazing experience. I was there for seven years and saw so much change. I yeah. learned so much in that seven years. It mm-hmm. was the perfect way to start my career yeah. in many ways. Yeah. So you said a week before 9-11? Month before. Or a month before. Yeah. Did you, I know you weren't there too long before 9-11, but did you see just that, that big change in, was it relaxed? Did it feel more relaxed before that? And then afterwards... Uh, just did you see the crackdown? Oh, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, I still remember going to work. And keep in mind, I was 21 years old or 22 at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know much about how the real world worked yet at that mm-hmm. point. Yep. And I remember, you know, going into work and I'm working for this airline and everybody's like, and I remember this one lady saying, oh my God, they hit the Pentagon. Yeah. And that was when I realized that there was a they. Yeah. First off, mm-hmm. okay, this is something's happening to us by somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then there was scram- people scrambling around. And I wasn't in, like, the operations center. I'm in more okay. of the marketing center. Yep. But then there's talk about, you know, are all of our planes accounted for? Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty wild. And then, of course, the aftermath, you know, everything was shut down for several days. And then yeah. the aftermath was obviously years after that. Mm-hmm. Because then 
we took mass massive revenue hits. Um, yeah. Then we had to cut costs, which meant renegotiating labors. Yeah, which there were some strikes in there. I mean, it was pretty pretty ugly and awful. Um, but you know, to to learn that, you know, kind of it was kind of like taking an economics class in mm -hmm. real life and just yeah. seeing how the economy works. Yeah, and how it affects everything. That's crazy. That's really yeah. you know not cool because it wasn't a good right, event. But right. That's, Crazy, you got to see firsthand really yeah. just how much of an impact that had on. And at that age, yeah. at such a young age, career-wise, mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was quite an experience. Yeah. So uh, to expand on that subject, sure. can you share some insight to your career journey from that point? What has led you to now, where you are uh, working with the American Berkebile? Sure, that's a great question um, because it's definitely not a linear path. Yeah. Um, so I worked at Northwest Airlines for about seven years. Then I went to Lifetime Fitness, okay. which I was very excited about that healthy way of life company was doing the same kind of thing. So a lot of data analytics is primarily what I was doing, kind of understanding numbers, interpreting, you know, analytics and things mm -hmm. like that. And so I did that at Lifetime Fitness, was there for a while and then decided, okay, at that point I was still single, didn't mm -hmm. have kids. Yep. And I realized if I want to make this change of kind of going down a teaching coaching path, yep. that was my chance to do it. So yep. I actually joined AmeriCorps. Okay, cool. um, which is, uh, yeah, kind of like the domestic version of the Peace Corps. Mm -hmm. um, did that for a couple of years. Then I ended up being one of the AmeriCorps program directors mm -hmm. um, nice. for the Marshfield program. And then uh, ended up getting my teaching certification. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I ended up teaching for a while. Yep. Um, taught for two years here in Hudson. And then I did. So I kind of got that along the way. I coached hockey for six, seven years. I coached baseball in there. I coached mm -hmm. cross country. And I, of course, loved every minute of that. Yeah. And then the opportunity kind of came up to work for the Berkey. And at that yeah. point, I was seeing kind of all my worlds kind of coming together as far mm -hmm. as being able to use the data analytics side, everything I've learned there from you know strategy and stuff like that, business mm -hmm. strategy, yep. and then also applying kind of the youth development, personal development side in a healthy, active lifestyle organization. Yeah. And it seemed kind of like a dream job. And so I went for it. My wife was very supportive, a little bit of a crazy step, but that's, yeah, that's what I'm doing now is working for the American Berkebiner. And as you know, mm -hmm. two days ago, we just put on the, the greatest show on snow, yeah. as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so It was a really fun event and it was perfect weather for yeah. it, uh, both for skiers and for spectators. And just, were you there this year? I was. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Got to watch on Main Street. Didn't nice. get to ski it this year. So you watched your dad finish? Yep. Watched nice. my dad finish. Yeah. A couple other family friends finish. So. Nice. And you've done three? Yeah. Nice. Done three, a uh, couple cordies, and that's awesome. So got to get that experience firsthand. And you'll be back, right? Oh, I'll be back. Yeah, Good. trying next year. Good. As well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, register definitely. early. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> got to get the the discount price. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, do you have uh, any insight to what the craziness is like the week of the Berkey, preparing for? all of this influx of people coming into Hayward, Wisconsin. I think of it this way, a simple metaphor, I think, mm -hmm. is what we as the staff do. We, it's like we make this beautiful three, four course meal, Yep. right? And we're just making that thing. And then once everybody gets there, we set it on a plate and off they go and they yep. just get to enjoy. Okay, and cool. so for me in particular, it's just making sure everybody gets to the right place. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing a lot with registrations. It's making sure everybody has the right information, mm -hmm. race changes are all correct. Yep. There's so much data that goes into it. Oh, I, I um, imagine. You know, we have 11,000 participants in mm -hmm. the big three races, yep. and then we have the Junior Berkey and the Barna Berkey, which is, you know, another 
1,300, 1,400 kids. Yep. So it's a lot to kind of get everybody to the right spot. Yeah. And I, I remember when I used to ski the Berkey, I always said the hardest part mm-hmm. was getting to the start line. Yeah. Once I was there, I was like, I can take a deep breath mm-hmm. and just enjoy the day. And it's yep. the same for staff. Yep. You know, just getting people where they need to be. Yeah. Right? So. Cool. So uh, how many, If just like a rough estimate uh, like how many people are full-time with the Berkey versus how many are volunteers we have about I want to say our staff is 10 11 12 something like that and then we have volunteers it's like 3,500 I mean the volunteer and you know I mean we have our board members are great I mean so when we're in the days leading up it's kind of all hands on deck right so as you're Mm -hmm. sitting there I was trying to get something ready for the junior Berkey and this this bullhorn, this megaphone that we had yep. wasn't working. There was a board member sitting right there and he's like, can I help you with that? I'm like, yep, go. Yep. He fixed the bullhorn. I mean, it's all nice. these little random things that just, yep. just happen. Um, mm-hmm. But the volunteers are just incredible. I was actually fortunate this year. I got to... I skied. So once everybody awesome. left the Berkey start, I was literally one of the last few to start. Yeah. Wave 8 got out there and I snuck in the back of Wave 8 and I awesome. just kind of want to see how, how it went. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, you know, for us as staff too, we sometimes forget what it's like out on the course because we don't ski it. Yep. And I did some videos skiing through mm-hmm. some of the aid stations yep. and just seeing all the volunteers. It just, mm-hmm. it never ceases to amaze me, you know, what goes into the whole thing. It's yeah. incredible. The energy out there is, is great and they need it. The skiers yes. need that energy out there. Otherwise... It's mm-hmm. going to be a long race. Yes, exactly. Especially at the end. And that's what, you know, there was one guy this year, the guy that won the Berkey mm-hmm. is a World Cup skier, yep. um, Niklas Deerhug, I think is how you say Norwegian? it. Norwegian? From Norway, yeah. Yep. Yep. And he's done plenty of skiing, and he won it this year. And I saw something he said about how he was amazed at the crowd on Main Street. Yeah. You know, and they stay there till the end till five six o'clock you know it's never a dull moment yeah exactly it continues that energy and exactly um, it helps having the the places for beer oh yeah uh, and all the food right there as well there and there's getting to be more and more of those too yes (laughs) yep one of these years i think uh because you know they have all those you know shot skis and things out on the lake yeah one of these years uh a couple of my friends said they were going to try and do it even though it's so not appetizing sure um right out while you're doing the race right one of these years just an experience yeah well and it's 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 obviously just part of the whole deal and part of just the fun of it and where people have like there's the the 39k club yeah which is a group that's been out there for years and years and years Mm -hmm. they go out cheer people on and it's just they make their own party out of it as a spectator party yep and that's pretty amazing you know but yep so uh, moving on now. Sure. Um, I understand that you have a nice family. I do. Uh, so your wife is a school counselor, just like my my mother. Um, can you share a little bit about your wife and your kids? Sure. So so Jenna and I met actually in about 2004. We were taking a class together, mm-hmm. and she's from Hudson, which yep. is where we live now, and got married in 2013. And yep. then now we have two girls, five and two, mm-hmm. Rose and Ruby, and they are just fantastic. And being a father is the coolest thing that I could ever do in my life, yeah. for sure, hands yeah. down. And just a little bit about, so your mom, Linda Makanda, and Jenna, they are, it's interesting to see them communicate now and just sit down and talk because they have such an impact on kids. They know it, but sometimes, yeah. you know, they, they need that reminder too, but they have such a way with kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. I, they can just relate to kids, especially of that age, yeah. the high school age, so well. And also... 
strike that balance too of working with administration, working with mm-hmm. teachers. They're in a very tough role, but it's such an important role. I think a lot of people don't realize what they do and the value of it, oh, yeah. but it is, yeah, I'm probably preaching to the choir on that, but I mean, it is incredible what they do. And so your mom was actually my homeroom teacher mm. for four years. Nice. Homeroom teacher. So every cool. morning I'd start today with Linda Makanda. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. She had a, she had a great impact on me for sure. Very cool. Well, uh, so now that we've gotten a nice summary of your career and gotten to know some of your family, um, what they do, I want to ask you a few parting questions regarding Barron High School. Sure. Uh, so in hindsight, is there one thing you wish you would have done differently when you were in high school? It's a good question, and I it's maybe a little cliche to say no. You know, I, I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I had way more fun than yep. that. You know, I got had some amazing opportunities, amazing teachers, yep. amazing friends, mm-hmm. great community. Any negative things that happened, that's part of what shaped me to yeah. be who I am. And so mm-hmm. I honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. That's awesome. So uh, lastly, then, if you could talk to your high school self right now, what piece of advice would you give to high school, John? That's another good question. And I see, maybe this is the coach, counselor, teacher, and me. I wouldn't give that kid advice. I would just <laughs> get to know him a little bit. I would say, yeah. tell me about yourself. Tell me about your family. Tell me about your parents. Tell me about mm-hmm. how school going. You know, yep. what, and that would be, would be fascinating. But I'd let him fall down. I'd let him have his successes and his failures. But yep. yeah. One more. Yeah. Gotcha. So do you have any uh, website, uh, personal email that our listeners can contact you at um, or any personal projects or anything of that sort? Sure. So I'm not, I'm not real big on social media, um, but if, you know, if anybody listening to this would like to connect at all, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my personal email is just john.tory at gmail.com. So it's john.john.tory at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to hear from people. And if that's part of what comes out of this podcast, I think that's great. You just kind of reconnecting some, some Baron grads out mm-hmm. there would be really cool. Yeah, definitely an awesome aspect of getting this podcast started is to connect people of all ages that have been Baron alumni, um, Baron educators, or even just friendly listeners. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you uh, for sharing that information. And that will wrap up another episode of Baron alumni podcast series. So Thank you again, John, for taking the time out of your day to meet with me. And uh, best of luck in the future for you. Absolutely. Again, thank you, Mackie. I really appreciate the opportunity to be a part of this. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. All right. Sounds good. Likewise. Thank you for listening to the Barron Alumni Podcast Series, courtesy of the Barron Area Education Foundation, featuring your host, Mackie McCunda. This episode has been brought to you by St. Croix Casinos. Vegas action with Wisconsin attitude. Located in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, give them a call at 715-986-4777, extension 3050, or visit their website at stcroix-casinos.com. To stay up to date on future episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. To support and donate funds to the foundation, or to become a sponsor of a future episode, you can visit us at www.baron.k12.wi.us and click on the Quick Links tab to find the foundation homepage.